What's up, y'all? Um, I just want to give this opportunity to say thank you to Blue Yeti. Blue Yeti uh, have supplied us with microphones for our podcast, so we can do this all from home, all live over Zoom. Um, I just don't know. Uh, I've been using Blue Yeti for, well, just Yeti, Blue, sorry, and my Yeti for a long time, and it's never failed me. Um, so if you guys are looking to either start a podcast or you just need a, a high-quality mic to sound sound sexy for your ladies over the Zooms, um, go go and get you a Blue Yeti mic. It's the best. Um, yeah, and just a huge thanks to all the Patreon members. Let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Today on the podcast, we have Sunny Natoi. Sunny Natoi is uh, a social media, new media advisor for uh, Te Mangai Paho, who uh, provide a lot of um, content that is of uh, diversity in uh, New Zealand media. Uh, he's been a TV presenter. He's been a, a man. You name it, he's done it. Uh, content creating this is biz, but uh, uh, a lot around uh, Te Reo Māori and building Te Reo Māori up in our uh, modern day society so i hope you guys all enjoy this as much as i enjoyed um getting it done all right catch you at the end kia ora sunny kia ora brother kia ora kia te pia kui kia te pai bro kia te pai kia te ora living here in whanganui atara wellington yeah oh are you in wellington at the moment yep yep oh sheesh because you're from wellington eh? you're titahi bay right titahi bay brother titahi bay but i uh um, you know, whenever you ask a Māori where you're from from, they always say where they're from from, which is, I'm from from Rotorua, but I live in Titahi Bay. And then, uh, and because you, oh, okay, okay, oh, that, that makes some sense then. Yeah. That makes some sense, okay? You're, you've been all over the place. Because then you're in fielding, because I'm like... I was, bro. Fielding, how to pile it up. So is that five where, years. is that where you, you know, you had to, you roughed it up? Oh, bro, I did. And I'm silly. Yeah, that's, yep, that's for real, bro. Because you know, um, I'm 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 quite the goody good eh? and um, I've I've had quite a quite a strict strict childhood, you know, oh, like yeah. like any Maori kid. And um, yeah, when I went to Hotpara, that that definitely um, <laughs> chilled me out. You could say chilled yeah. me out. Yeah. So um, <laughs> so anyway, brother. So like, let's let's hit it back. So Tetahi Bay is where you you stay right now. You you yep. That's where you reside. Okay. I got uh-huh. that. I got that. Tetai Bay is pretty, pretty famous, bro. When when we're talking about place names, when we're talking about people, you know, that's uh, that's yeah, what coming from me. Yep, and um, Tamati Allison, uh, Michael Campbell, the U.S. Oh, Open shit. guy. Uh, who else is from Tetai Bay? Uh, that's all I know. But I know that there are many more famous people. Oh man! Uh, what about uh, Tero Paraha? Is from those ways? Oh, bro, come on, come on, That's where it, that's um, the guy who made the haka. The that's haka. where he comes from. Kiki, yeah, ki, ki, ka, 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 Before that, and then oh, it's all on. Exactly, brother. Exactly. And yeah. his marae is just down the road from my house. So, oh, look yep. at that! Exactly, bro. A little exactly. bit, of, a little bit of history, bro. You, you, bro. I love the stuff you do on social media, bro. Around um. Just the naming of places, oh, because there's bro. so many stories, eh? That people just don't oh, know, about. bro. There's heaps. There's so many, and the, you know, the I think the most important thing too is that like some of the place names 
um, like some of the things that make up the place name, um, like are, are forgotten. Like for instance, Oportiki, its full name is Oportiki Maitafiti, and it refers to a to a chief. His name was Tarawa, and he had these two fish that he travelled to from Hawaii to Aotearoa, and he dropped these two fish in the special pond, and it refers to the trip that they took. So Oportiki referring to my children or his fish, my tafiti from afar. So my 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 children from afar. And um, the pond in which he put his sacred fish in, which all Portiki is named after, is now covered over by a farm. Oh, wow. You know? And, and, it's, and, it's, and it's the same for many of our Māori place names, right? Like all these are, you know, beautiful, beautiful stories that have just been lost. And yeah, it's wretched. I know it's wretched. Since you said that's Richard, we can we can open the we can open the <laughs> let's just open the can of worms. Okay, <laughs> yeah. why is it why? Uh, and I mean, you know, you got to be a little cold. You know, you got to kind of. I don't know how far you want to go with this shit, but yeah. why is it that it's so wretched that we have lost our stories like that, brother? It's probably, bro. To be honest, um, obviously, co- colonization has played the the biggest part. Um, uh, you know, I guess when they brought in those rules around um, Maori not being allowed to be spoken at school, oh, I don't know how down buzz I'm getting here. But get down um, buzz, G. Let's get down buzz. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's get hearty um, down buzz right now. You know, like when um, there's a, there's a few things like you know um, land being confiscated, um, uh, and just you know outright racism towards Maori. Um, the banning of Te Reo Māori being spoken at schools probably forced heaps of our tupuna and elders to stop sharing those stories with their kids, who stop sharing them with their kids, and then you know we come to today. Um, and also just mispronunciation. Uh, I visited a town in uh, down south called Kurao, and oh, it's no. spelled K-U-R-R-O-W, Kurao. That's how it's spelled. And it's the hometown of um, all black legend Richie McCaw. And um, its real name is actually Te Kohudo, But because of mispronunciation, it was, you know, bastardized as Kurao. And the Kurao stuck so hard that they changed the town name to Kurao. They could have just changed it to anything else. Why do they got to try oh. and, like, bastardize the Maori name? Bro, there's so many town names which have the wrong name. Like, um, I visited a town also down south um, called Kumara. That's the name of the town. And okay. if you know where Kumara comes from, Kumara comes from Pangare or higher, yep. Ruawai, Dagan Buwais. But um, they named this town Kumara. And I was like, man, why is it called Kumara? Well, the real name is actually Tekohimara, but people would mispronounce <laughs> yeah, it. That doesn't even sound close to that. Bro, exactly. And people would mispronounce it as... Um, Kamara for oh. Kohimara. So they go Kamara, then it became Kamara. And then they, then they, but someone must have thought, actually, I think our town is supposed to be Maori. So they just called it Kumara. Maybe it's just called Camera. Bro. People just have to take a photo and they go, fo- go through it. Oh, I know, man. They have to, they have to yeah. sort out that white balance though when they go through <laughs> on the. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the camera, whanau. Shit. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> oh, man, because that's. There's heaps of like like Porirua. Porirua, bro. Oh, don't get me started. Well, I am <laughs> getting you started. That's what we're here for, brother. Because I had a lot of people ask me, 
I said, they said, you need to ask the bro about Porirua, my G. And then I know about, I know your, I know your, your uh, video, but did you get any people going, no, actually, you're wrong? Oh, bro, I get so many of those. They go, no, my nanny told me this, or my koro told me that story. And, you know, the problem with our Māori place name stories is that there are so many, and it's so hard to find which one is the right one. And so sometimes you have to go back in the story and see um, how far back you can take a story. So, for instance, there's a story that Porirua was named after this tanifa, which name was Porirua, and that it got sent away and um, it got picked on or something. And, you know, that, that's the story, which, you know, probably is a story. But the story that I was told by Ngati Toa um, is that the real name for Porirua is actually Parirua, and that it refers to the two tides, which if you look at um, Porirua at a bird's eye view, or you know, if you stand on a mountain and look down, um, there there's actually two harbours that make up the Porirua region. Right. And that Pari refers to two tides, meaning the two harbours. Oh, Pari refers to a tide or harbour. I, I thought you said two tie, and I was like... Oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 two tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it refers <laughs> like, yeah. to a... Yeah, it refers to a, to a tide or the harbour, and then rua, meaning two. So two tides, because it was named by Kupe. And the reason why this story makes more sense than any other story is because Kupe also named Mana Island, because the full name for Mana Island is Te Mana o Kupe. Because when Kupe came to, to this part of Aotearoa, um, that's where he first stopped, and that's what he called Mana Island. That was the first kind of stop he made. And then it says that he carried on down the um, past Mana Island where he came across two harbours. And that's when he said, Parirua, Ngā Parierua. And all you haters out there that have been filling up. Yeah, harassing me. (laughs) Take that, fools. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not like you're just making this shit up, you know what I'm bro, saying? Bro, no, Your exactly, research. brother, exactly. Like so much research has gone into it, and we don't just ask one person. One person, we ask, you know, that iwi, then we go, wonder if the the neighbouring iwi has heard the same story, and they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you know, there's lots of research behind the scenes, bro. So I'm how, just, a, I'm, yeah, I'm just a pretty face at the front. You? Oh, you just a pretty face in the front. Yeah, bro. Good so... selection, bro. They made a good selection. How does the process work in terms of like this to the end product? Um, so there's a, there's a whole team of people that, that, that do all the research um, or they've actually done all the research. I just... Um, so what happened, bro, is that we actually made this show for Nickelodeon because Nickelodeon wanted something for, for Tupiki Te Reo Māori 2018. Yeah, bro. <laughs> They wanted to do Tupikio Te Reo Māori stuff in 2018 and they said, we wanted, we want a show that's going to teach people Māori place names. And so we were like, sweet, we can do that. And then we were thinking about like, how do we make people want to pronounce Māori place names properly? And, you know, sometimes if people, you know, make you sound dumb, then you don't want to give it a go. So we didn't want to, you know, tell people like, this is how you say Porirua, the you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're older, we, you know, we, we're much more smarter and you know we hold people in higher regard than that and so we thought what about if we taught people the meaning behind multi place names and that if you mispronounce a multi place name you're actually um uh uh you know shitting on the maori story stopping yeah on the mana stopping on the mana bro of the whakapapa mm. the the heritage and the lineage behind that multi place name 
And so that's why, um, yeah, that, that, that's how we came up with the idea of the show. And um, yeah, and I've just got 50 place names. And you know how to sort them in my brain. Yeah. And so I just got to, you know, not, and also not many people watch the um, Nickelodeon show. So I was like, oh, where else can I put the content? And then what boom, a hater. Instagram. Hey, actually, uh, Nickelodeon's my sponsor, bro. And you just shit all over them. So uh, Nickelodeon, uh, that was the, not my, uh... oh, bruv. Jeez, man, that's cool, bro. Like, yeah, because yeah, every time I watch it, there's like a new one. And I'm like, fuck, I didn't even know about this place. And then there's places like that are right around the corner from my house. Like, uh, to Two. Go, like to pick a water, brother. Take a water, I know, bro. Take a water. Do you know what, bro? That story was the funniest one because um, my auntie actually uh, produced the TV show, and um, we got to Take and we were trying to look everywhere for the story. Like no one knew how Take got its name, and then we even asked the minister of Maori development. We were like, "Surely you must know somebody." And she goes, "No, don't know anybody." She she rang this lady called Girlie. Oh, is her name? Auntie Gurley. <laughs> Auntie Gurley. <laughs> and Auntie Gurley didn't really... Oh, Auntie Gurley was, was kind of MIA because she lived out on the farm or something, so we couldn't get in contact with her. So we drove to Tekaupata and we had dinner at the Tekaupata Tavern or something, at the Oof. pub. That's and, where the um, information is, brother. Yeah, bro. And we were at the pub and we were just chilling and then my auntie goes, oh, I'm going to go ask the, ask the bartender. And she goes, Kelda, we're just wondering if you knew anybody that could tell me about Tekaupata. And the man was like, oh, Tekawara. You want to know where Tekawara got his name? And my auntie was like, yeah, Tekaupata. How are we, anyone here? And he goes, oh, there's a married woman out the, out the back there. I'll, I'll introduce you. And then, he, and then she goes, okay. So she walks over to this Maori lady. And the lady's like, Gilda. And she goes, oh, Gilda, I'm wondering if you know the story behind Tekaupata. And she goes, oh, no, not me. And she goes, oh, stink. And she goes, but... If you come home with me, I'll wake up one of my mokopuna and they can ring my dad and he lives up on the hill, up by the marae. I think he knows the story. So my auntie jumped in this car with this random woman who she just met at the pub in Tekopata. Goes to her house. She walks into the house, bro. There's about eight people sleeping in this two-bedroom home. And and the, and the nanny's walking through, waking up all these young people to go, hey, who, who knows Koro's number? Who knows Koro's number? And then she... Wakes up the, the eldest and she's like, oh, and she goes, ring your koro, ring your koro. And so she runs to the phone, rings the koro, the koro's, you know, woken out of his broken sleep. And she's like, koro, do you know the story behind the kofata? And he goes, yeah, yeah. And she goes, okay, um, we're going to send a camera crew to you. And he goes, all right, tell them to be here at six. Good night. And he, you know, he hanged up. And then she was like, okay, suppose we're going to see the koro at six. So we wake up, we get there at six o'clock. The koro tells us the story. Then my auntie writes the script, gives it to me and my other co-hosts, and we film the episode that day. Man, what a crazy story, bro. Bro. He, he just had all the info. He was just off the top, boom. Yeah, he, he was just like, here you go. Here's the story. He just said it. He just said it. Like, wow. And then we are just like, okay, shh. Bro, I'm yeah. from Taranaki, bro. I'm Tiatiawa. And I've got a question that I'm hoping that you can answer. And one of my friends in the chat, he said the same, bro. Okay. Uh, I'm from a I'm from a little town called Urunui, brother. Urunui, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm not actually, but uh, I wish I was. <laughs> I wish my father was from Uruiti, but uh, bro, do, you, <laughs> do you know anything about that place, G? No, I, I've ne- I've actually, bro, never heard of that town. But okay. um, you could make some assumptions. 
It may reference someone who was gifted by the gods. Gifted from the from the rocks. <laughs> put, put a rocks in there. Oh shit, bro! Yeah, yeah. Every time, bro, we drive home and we drive through there. We go over there and it's uh, going towards Inglewood uh, uh, and out of the other thing. And then I just go. And then my mum told me the story. Yeah, and I was like, bro, this is the great. Like, she didn't tell me the story about that, but she said what Urunu means, and I'm like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. This little six year old and a seven year old, like, damn, like this is cool. Like, yeah, yeah, bro. And to be honest, like there aren't any other that many words, you know, for dick other than ure. So, you know, it, it's 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 a pretty pretty uh spot on assumption to do uh yo so um we'll go head, head back to uh we'll rewind it a little bit bro how to yep. hold her brother what's something mm-hmm. if you were to give me you know a uh a, if you were to tell me i need to send my 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 kids there right, oh yeah yep, yep. yeah what would why should i why should it sell it to me brother why should i send my kids there well i stand by how to hold bro because um you know, my parents could have sent me to any school in Aotearoa. You know, that's, well, you know, any 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 public school, let's say. And, you know, nine times out of ten, if you're sending your kid to school for just education, then, yeah, send them to a public school because it's the same everywhere. You know, that's why we have standardised, that's, that's why we have a standardised curriculum. But if you want your son to grow up as an independent, proud Māori male, um, then Hatopaura is the perfect, perfect school for that because you're not just sending your kid to school, you're sending your son to an environment that's going to grow and mature them to be, you know, the best possible version of the person you, as the parent, have envisioned them to be. Told, and that's wholeheartedly, brother, that's, that's what I wholeheartedly believe. And, you know, for me, I was a real shy kid, like real, real shy. I didn't really do much, and I was, you know, like I said before, I was a goody good. Um, and then when I went to Hatapaura, because it was so small, you had to play the soft, you had to be in the softball team, the touch team, the rugby team, the basketball team, the badminton team, the tennis team, you know, because it was such a small school. So you had all these opportunities constantly thrown at you. Um, and so that got me out of my shell. And then, um, you that's, know, that's crazy, bro. Like, considering, like, you saying that you were shy and then, uh, with um the Kuromako. Kuromako? Kuromako. Yeah. Because you won that twice, right? Yeah, brother. Right. Yeah. Oh, like... How'd you know that? Research, brother, research. Hold up, hold up, bro. Okay. I don't know if you know this about me, G, but I do my research, my G. Bro, okay. you did your research. <laughs> bro, did you ever sneak out on the Friday markets, bro? Down in field down in Philly? Bro, no, I didn't. But there was this one moment, bro, this one moment where half the school, well not half the school. Most of the seniors had run down the road to Cheltenham, which is like the closest town to Hotapalda. It's like five-minute run if you're fast. And um, the like half the seniors had had run down there, and then there was me and my boys, and we were in our dorm, and we we're like, yeah, we're putting up the courage, like, yeah, let's let's run down to the to the party as well. And I was like, yeah, come on, yeah. And then half, and then we. All, all, all put, all put our gears on, and we're running down the driveway. And then halfway down the driveway, I was like, 
nah, fuck this, I can't do this. And they go, <laughs> and they're like, bro, come on, it's all good. You're, you're only going to get a growling from the principal. And I was like, boys, I don't care about the principal. I'm more scared about my dad. If my dad have found out that I ran down to the freaking dairy to go to some shitty-ass party in Cheltenham, bro, that's me. I'm done. You're and they're like, bro, you. he can't get you. And I was like, boys, all he has to say is, I'm coming. <laughs> and then that's me. I'll be crying already. I'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry, dad. Bro, well, I mean, like, what did you guys do for fun then? Um, well, you know, now that you've just told me that you want to send your, send your son to um, school, I'm, nah, I'm going to say... Uh, Schoolwork and uh, praise. No. And some dancing, my G. Oh, <laughs> is, this, is this the one? Oh, this is, this is, Sorry, this, is to... a, uh, this is a video, I guess. You this is the one, it. my bro. Yeah, uh, sorry, I got the... This is the dance This is piece, ancient. I know. This is G. ancient. Oh, oh. oh, oh but a booty action. But a bit of old Sonny Minaj in there, my G. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Bro, we better See, put that away, bro, G. TOS. Bro, I was doing that before William Wydua came along, you know? Well, that's another <laughs> thing, bro, because another fielding product, right? Bro, he is, brother. He is. He is. Maybe there's something down in the water down there, brother. <laughs> that we all shake the encouraging us to, to, to hip thrust. <laughs> bro, well, I mean, bro, that was before, uh, you know, anything. You know, like, uh, like before yeah. the internet. What was that? That was like five years ago, G. Bro, I didn't even think um, we even knew that you could post things anywhere. Oh, brother, far out, mate. I'll tell you what. Uh, anyway, bro, i got a question for you, G, and i got one for chat, bro. When you go to the boiler, bro, what's the first thing you grab out, G? Uh, to the boiler? Three, three selections, bro. You either okay. go for the veggies, you go for the puha first, or you go yep. for the dough boys, or you go for the meat. What's your one? Dough boys. Dough boys, always. okay. Yeah, that's like the first thing to go, bro. And it always is. And then when you go there... And there's like nothing there. You feel like internal sadness. You know exactly, brother. Exactly. So we've got uh, one in the chat for the Doughboys. At the moment, the meat is the first thing going. Uh, but that's only two votes. Oh, yeah. It should just be, oh, uh, yeah. But the see, see the, the meat is good the next day, you know? Yeah, bro. Oh, bro, you always, you always got to cook a boiler and then leave it. Yeah. And then cook it again. And then it's perfect. I know. And then when you're, but when you're too hungry and you're just like, ah, oh, I'm just going to get into it. And, and then the meat's like chewy and you're like, ah. Bro, do you know, that's what I reckon about like hangi or hakari, you know, you know, you know how like on the last day of like a funeral or a tangihanga, um, you always have that, that mean as feed at the end. Yep. Do you know what I reckon, bro, is that, yeah, it's amazing, but I think it's amazing because you wait like eight hours yeah, to true. eat it, you know, like you wake up at like six o'clock to begin the tangihanga and then you don't get back to the marae till like two. And that's when you have your first coin. That's why you're like, oh man, this is amazing. But actually, it's amazing because you've been starved. That's the one, bro. The best is when, uh, bro, when you're when you're the when you're digging the graves, when you're digging the grave, <laughs> brother, and you get the first, bro. You get in there first because that's worth it. Because, bro, some of yes. these some of these urupas, g, fuck, like it's like cement under that shit, bro. Yeah. I, bro, I've only dug a hole once. And the one time I dug a hole, I I was the lightest that could go in the hole because you know how you oh. always got to put the lightest person because you can pull them out. Yep. So I so I was the last. So I jumped in and I was just digging away. And then I did one more spade and I saw like a, like what like a color under the dirt. Okay. And then one of my uncles was like, "Hey, what's that?" And then I went again. Clothes started to appear, and I was like, "Bro!" And I jumped 
out of the out of that hole so quick, and I was like, "Get me out of here! Get me out of here!" And I had the heebie-jeebies for like three hours it? after that. Was it a person? It was like it was the dead person's clothes that started to seep through. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, bro. Because because oh, we were we were um we were burying someone on top of someone else. Oh, bro, that was you too, bro. <laughs> you were, no one else but you, bro. I know. Oh, I was like, this, shit. Oh, <laughs> Damn, that was that's crazy, bruv. What the yeah. hell? Oh. Yeah. Anyway, bro, going back in time a little bit, you know, I'm always about that. If you could go back and tell in, in time and tell yourself, you know, maybe a mistake or something like that, you could say, hey, young Sonny, this is what you need to do. Is there anything that you regret at your time or something you would, a little bit of advice that you could have said to the young Sonny? Bro, I think if I could go back to the young Sonny, I'd tell him to learn more Māori. Yeah. Learn more Māori because, bro, like I know you could say heaps or some, oh, but but I, but, uh, there's just so much more for me to learn. And I just think if I, when I, when I was at school, if I had just put a bit more effort into Māori class, you know, I'd be way better. You know, right? Bro, yeah. You- uh, what about like oh, let me, what, uh, what would you tell this Sunny G? This one right here. One, <laughs> what would you tell this guy? Yeah. Bro, what the hell? What would you tell this Sunny? Like let's let's say you get a you're like a you know invisible and you can rock up and you'd be like, Hey Sunny, <laughs> hey Sunny, it's me, Sunny. Uh, I want you this is what I want you to say. Okay. <laughs> uh, what, what what would that Sunny say, my G? Oh man, jeez. Far out. That's what he'll probably say. Yo, that guy, he's an ass. Just freaking <laughs> ding him in the nose a little bit or something. Give him a, give him a lift. Give him a little <laughs> Far out. What a holy. Uh, bro, the, the meat is winning at the moment. Bro, I know the meat's winning because, you know, maybe maybe some of those people haven't had good doughboys. Bro, what is, like, let's, let's describe our best doughboy, brother. Bro, it. the best doughboy is like something I can't even describe it. If I just think about it, maybe oh, I can. Man. It's like perfect size. Like I can't be because some people make like big ones like that. Yeah. But it's like a it's like a it's like a medium sized doughboy, and it's just like being in there long enough so that all the juices is in the doughboy now. And when you eat it, it's just like a nice fluffy, just a nice fluffy. Not a crunch, but a nice fluffy bite. Bro, have you had the? Uh, and I, bro, I'm I may be the the minority here, but I like the little one. Oh no, bro! Everyone likes. You know those little tiny ones that are like this. Big, likes the little ones, bro. But like they're like they're dense, you know. <laughs> I like them dense dough boys. How many can you fit in your mouth? Oh, bro, let's not go there because someone <laughs> will clip it. Someone will clip it, and then um. You know, say it would be how many can you fit in your mouth, and then they'll clip it, and then I'll, they'll put a number later on, and then they'll all laugh at me. I see, I see what you're trying, Sonny. Don't try that shit on my on my channel, mate. Actually, we've got some doughboys here. I'm just gonna show you. Now. <laughs> I'm just gonna experience what it is like. <laughs> oh shit, brother! I've got something for you, mate. Oh, actually, let's let's put it out. What kind of doughboys? What kind of doughboys uh, do you like? We either have the fluffy ones, yep, fluffy or dense. We're gonna dense. say dense. I like those. 
Um, put that out on the chat. I've got one and two. Farno, hit it up. Um, bro, so here, I'm going to say this quote, bro. Don't give them a soup. Give them a chocolate sundae, my G. You said that. That was you that said that. Whoa, did I? You did, bro. UNICEF, Youth Ambassador, my G. Whoa, jeez. What did you have to do to get that, bruv? Oh, man. Oh, bro, do you know what? This is actually a... Oh, maybe it's embarrassing. No, I don't know. Um, so there was an application and it said, if you're passionate about um, the, the lives of young people and children, then you need to apply for this role. And I saw that and I was like, yes, I need to apply for that role because I am. And so I applied for it. And then, and then they had to do these interviews because there was a shortlist and they had to do all these interviews to find the, you know, the right UNICEF ambassadors. And I did the interviews and then, and bro, like, and in, in, in that time, I had done some pretty cool stuff. Like, I had already won Ngamanu Kōrero. I had won a few. Say it twice, brother. Two oh, no, times. no, this time I, this I, I, I had only won one. I had only won one. Um, I had won a few other speech competitions um, and I had been awarded all these other things. So I was feeling pretty, you know, like, I felt like hot shit, you know. It's like, like, man, I got this UNICEF thing on lock. Huh. Anyway, Good after one. that interview, they ring me. And I was like, yeah, here we go. Here's the positive. And they go, Kia ora, Sonny, how are you? And I was like, yeah, awesome, thank you. And they're like, we're just letting you know that um, you just missed out on, on securing a position as a UNICEF ambassador. And, bro, that was the first time that year, actually probably in my whole time at Hatapaura, that I had been given, you know, the, like, denai. Oh, and um, did you feel it, G? Bro, I felt it because I had never been, I had never been a loser, let's say. Um, and like, yeah, and I like sat in my room and I had like a low key cry. And then my mum so... came and she was like, she Yo. was like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "No, oh, mum, I didn't get the UNICEF role." And she goes, "Oh, that's all good." <laughs> and I was like, "No, mum, it's not all good. I'm just gonna sit here for a little bit, all right?" <laughs> then I just Adele on G. Did you yeah. put some of the Adele? <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere like you, and then you just <gasps> bro, legit. I know I what I know how there. that feels, brother. Yeah, bro. I was just sitting there, and then, and then the next day, bro. The next day, I get another phone call, and I and I knew it was them, and I was like, "Why are they ringing me back?" And I answered, and I was like, "Kilda," and they go, "Kilda, Sunny, this is um Jackie from UNICEF," and I was like, oh, "Kilda," and they go, "We're just wondering, and we know, and we you you may feel out of it about this, but um." we actually want to offer you the position to be a UNICEF ambassador. And I was like, really? And they're like, yes, we really do. But you had a really strong application. And um, I know that we said we couldn't offer it to you before, but um, we want to give it to you. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I'll take it. I'd love to be it. And then, yeah, bro. And then, that's the story. Gonna, bro, I thought you were going to pull the old nah. Nah, all good. <laughs> nah, stuff use. Stuff <laughs> use. <laughs> stuff use. I don't want. You had your chance. You had your chance. Was it Jackie? Eh? Stuff you, Jackie. <laughs> Jackie. Yeah. Take your. You take your application. Stuff. Stuff it up your bum. I'm. I'm. I'm supporting. Because uh, yeah. I mean, like, um, bro, what are some things that you did out there? So, bro, the the main reason why I wanted to do it was that, um, you know, I I wholeheartedly believe that there are many many kids around the world who need you know, support and stuff. But the, but the reason for me, bro, was that I actually know lots of Māori children from communities like Kangaroo Forest or 
um, or te whaiti or um, uh, ruatoria that need support and that need their voice shared. And, um, and because I had been to those communities, I was like, you know, I just need a platform that's going to give me that space and going to give me, you know, an opportunity to share my um, kōrero about these communities and to, you know, reflect back at us like, hey, you know, bro, there's the same, um, um, you know, clean your own house before you clean someone else's. And, um, you know, and I just felt like, you know, that, yeah, we should totally help the world, but shit, bro, like, there's literally people outside our home, you know, like outside right. our doorstep who, who are calling out to, you know, for us to support them. And so I was like, that's why I need, that's why I want to be a UNICEF ambassador. And I was only, a, a, I was an ambassador for two years, I think. Yeah, two years. And all the mahi that I did was mainly about creating campaigns, about sharing yeah. their voice and, you know, how you we can a, support them. You've done a lot of stuff with uh, poverty, right? Child poverty? Have yeah, but... Bro, yeah. these, that's still an issue today, man. Hey. Bro, I know. Big I know, time. brother. It's huge. And, you know, now that I'm in um, TV or, you know, Maori language revitalization, I've kind of, you could say, left turned a little bit. But, um, you know, at, at the whole heart of all my mahi that I do, it's always about promoting te reo Maori and promoting um, young Maori leaders. And that's, yeah. Bro, did you do any work with the blind, G? No, bro. No. Oh, I thought that's the bro that gave you that haircut was a bit blind. <laughs> Jesus Christ, mate! What's going on with that friend? Bro, bro? I was writing. I was writing the uh, box for years, brother. Bro, for years. Shit. bro, old Paulie D, old Sunny D from the old Jersey Shores up in here, bro. Bro, there's actually this video, and I'm not sure if you found it or what, but there's this video. My hair is pulled back so much that the box is like here. And oh. the comb over part is like back here. Yo, look at the and bro, I don't know. sitting sitting trends, you reckon? Bro, I don't know how I even walked out of the barber shop, you know, happy with that, but I was. Hey, but good on you, brother. Okay. Because I think, you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta try some new shit, you know? Tough. And uh and, and bro, in fielding, bro, you know, there's not a lot of barbers. And Exactly, uh, brother. Exactly. You know? But did you actually go to the barber, bro? Or is that just one of the bros from the from old oh, Nazi Tangaroa, my G. <laughs> no, nah, bro. Um, I actually went to a barber for that haircut, and I wish I had it, because, man, embarrassing. embarrassing. Bro, did you guys ever win? Did Nazi Tangaroa ever win, G? You guys were close one year, eh? Bro, 2012, we won. We won the you overall You like a third former there. Bro, no, I was year 11, year 11. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. Fifth form, I was fifth form, but... Bro, nah, bro, there was this one year, it was my sixth form, and it was Kapahaka House Comps, which is like, you know, huge at, at HP. If your house wins Kapahaka House Comps, then you guys are the real winners. Like, you may not win the overall house competition trophy, but if you win Kapahaka House Comps, then you're the real winner. Anyway, um, they were they were calling out the winners for the different sections, and it was like, in first place, Ngati Tangoro, and I was like, yes. And they're like, in first place again, Ngāti And I was like, yes. And then everyone around me, they're like, yo, brother, you won, you won. And I was like, yeah, we won, we won. And then they go, the overall winner for Kapahaka House Comps 2013 is Ngāti Piro. And I was like, 
what the fuck, bro? And I was like, what the hell? Jeez. How did this happen? And how bro, did it and, happen? Did you get down to the nitty gritty? Did you find out? Bro, it was because like they like combined everyone's points, and I don't know, bro. Right. But at the end of the day, I was robbed. I was robbed, and I'm still salty about it to this day. I know, bro. That's why I bought it. Seven up. years on. <laughs> That's why I bought it up. You know, because, <laughs> hey, we've got to heal. We've got to heal some of these, <laughs> some of these, brother. Yeah. Oh man. But nah, bro. So like, I think like, cause I mean, what do you reckon the cause and effects are of child poverty today, Maji? You think it's the rise of like, I don't know, housing or what do you think contributes towards? Bro, that it's definitely general? a community thing, eh? And um, like, I wholeheartedly believe that. Um, cause you know, bro, there's so many factors that feed into child poverty and that feed into the cycle you know like um let's say if you grow up in a low socioeconomic household you're more likely to carry that on in your children's lifetime as well and the reason for that bro is it's not it's not the whanau's fault and i you know wholeheartedly believe that whenever people go you know those parents didn't make better decisions or you know that kid needs to dream bigger it's not their you know if they're in that cycle they can't get up like you know it's gonna take it takes huge reform for them to break that what it is is that the community they're in just promotes it everywhere you know like if you wake up and your bro is also living in low socioeconomic and your other brother's living in low socioeconomic and you go to school and everyone at school is in low socioeconomic then how the hell are you supposed to imagine yourself outside of that you know like you got no role model your friends aren't thinking about it. You're not thinking about it. So, you know, mm-hmm. how are you supposed to break the cycle? And, bro, when I was at um, when I was at uni, I saw this amazing picture. It it, it showed this um township. What's what was the town? Can't remember. It was in Auckland, and it showed this high school that that was for um you know people in poverty, like you know for low socioeconomic fano, um and only low socioeconomic fano went to the school and they showed the school zone, right? And then they showed another school right next door to the um, no socioeconomic um, division, and it was a flash school. And they had, and there was all these new subdivisions around this flash school. And they had drawn the they had drawn the school zone around this flash school. And so immediately you can see that those kids who are from the low socio aren't they're never going to experience what it's like to have a teacher who's there to be, uh, you know, what it's, what it's like to experience, you know, a decile seven school because their school zone cuts them out from the flash school, right? Mm. But then the government said, hey, let's open up another school zone. And so it's got the flash school zone here, the low social school zone here, and then they opened up another school zone right next door to the Pohara one and said, all the kids in this area can also go to the ah, flash school. Just skip it, not even... But they skipped, bro. And no. I was like... That that's bro. That's another huge factor that contributes to child poverty. Sounds like you know? King's College shit, right here, my dear. bro. It is, and like, oh, there's just so many aspects, you know, bro. Like, bro, have uh, you ever been to King's College to have a look at that place? Once, I think, bro. Once bro, for a rugby game, just to look at it, bro. It's in the hood, but exactly, bro. You know, yeah, but you know, like, and they get all these kids that are really good at rugby to go there, but everybody bro, exactly. else, kahore. You go down to your You know what also, bro, is that they also take kids from low socio communities and put them into those flash schools, but it actually devalues the community that they've come from. Yeah, big time. You know, 
because it takes away all that talent, all that um, expertise and potential, and it, and they put it somewhere else. Yeah, it's so so true. Like I'm I'm man, I've been in there. Like I know what's up. Like yeah yeah, yeah. like man, I I was friends with a couple of all black bros, and they were yeah. at, yo they were at school, and then next minute they were at Saint Kentigans, and I'm like, what happened exactly, here? bro. What the fuck happened? You know, here? bro. You know exactly. And it actually, um, you know, but what it does is that it has a ripple effect that you know it means that that school's rugby team is now not as good as what it could be. And then it means that parents aren't going to choose that school for their kid because the sporting team, for for instance, isn't good enough. And then because kids aren't going to that school, the government isn't going to give it many resources to make it a better school. And so it just goes down, down and down. And all it started was from a flash school taking one boy to go into their you know, rugby team who they're just going to train up and then ditch yeah. after the year 30, you know? Yeah. Um. Do you reckon? Um. In terms of child poverty, do you think that with the decile system, uh, do you think that that's just throwing money at the problems actually going to sort it out? Nah, bro. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. No. You, you can't just doing, throw right? money. Yeah. Exactly, bro. Nah. And it's funny, like you know, I could give my opinion on everything, but like I actually have no idea how to fix it, you know, because it's just a huge cycle and there's so many things that feed it. And it's almost like you just got to press the restart button, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but are we are we ready for that, you know? And yeah. that's why I think, like, to wiki or te reo Māori is so important. It's because it's the inclusion, right? Have yeah, you seen, but... like, the growth of that? Like, because, I mean, you've been, you know, in media and, and think for a long time. Have you seen, like, growth from when you first started to, like, this year's one? Yes, bro. So when I first did to wiki o te reo Māori, um, we were doing marches and things and you know um there's probably around about thirty thousand people engaged in those marches for this year we we didn't do any marches we did an online campaign and we had more than a million people show up and register and bro and you know you know whenever people comment something about maori stuff on the news and people in the comment section are always like you know why would why would i learn maori and rather learn spanish or mandarin or whatever language that they choose yep. just because they don't want to learn maori yep. now we can tell those people well your view bro is not supported by an, a whole other million people you know like you know a quarter of the nation have registered and said that they value te reo maori and so you know that's uh, i think that's an incredible number to to start showing in you know from when i first started engaging with tuwiki to deal from when i went to mcdonald's yes last night you know yeah. boom it's um yeah, it's, Māori. it's so it's so impressive that people are taking it on and yeah, um because man i was in i was in school man when like it was kind of coming out of that I, yeah like oh, not coming out of that it was more of like like oh i the, the 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 ministry is telling us that we need to include uh, a lot more te reo Māori in, in, in our, yep. and that was very recently. Like it wasn't like you know it wasn't just in the eighties. We're talking about like in the two thousand or oh, what sorry ninety early nineties to the two thousands. It was kind of like oh let's kind of let's kind of have you know let's let's make it mandatory, but it's not mandatory. Mm. It's kind of like yeah yeah. So I think um, that's something that like I've seen too. Just in regular yeah, bro. people, you know? And also, like, we got to start letting people know that real Māori is cool. Like, you know, like, bro, I'm a whole, I'm a very strong advocate that te reo Māori made my dreams come true. You know, like, um, I wouldn't be where I am if I couldn't speak te reo Māori. And 
I remember I was doing this show for Nickelodeon. It was the Slime Cup auditions. And um, there were some people from the um, television school there. And they go, um, how do we, or how, how do I get into TV? And I said, I was like, oh, do you speak Māori? And they go, nah. And I was like, I don't know, bro, but that's how I got into TV. It was because I speak Māori. And because I can speak Māori, I've been to, you know, Half the world. I know. Antarctica. Antarctica, so, which we're going to get to next, brother. Yeah. Look at you, bro. Oh, man, this, this shit made me, this shit just warmed my heart, brother. Okay? <laughs> Manawa kappa kappa, my G. Straight <laughs> up. Look at this, bro. Who would have thought, eh? Little old, who would have thought that, bro, with the boxed up little fade <laughs> from the old, from the old cuzzies down at the, down at the, uh, in, uh, in, uh, the fielding, Philly, Philly shops. Would be able to go to Antarctic, bro. How long were you there for? Ten days, right? Yeah, bro. Oh, I think it was actually like twelve, eh? Because our plane like broke down or something. Yo. So they, yeah, we had to we had to stay back. But yeah, bro. Yeah. Bro, what what, what are we there for? Um, so we're we're filming the show about um science in Antarctica because I don't know this, but Antarctica is the most is the least um researched continent on the planet like we've only just started to research antarctica in the last like 50 years or something which is like like you know tiny 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 compared to you know if you think about how much how we how much we know about asia and um the the uh, um the americas and you know like it's Africa, for instance, like we know so much about Africa, but Antarctica, we only know like ten percent or something. They were saying, "Oh, this is crazy!" And then, so you're down there, you're doing some research. You're doing research on seals, right? Yeah, bro, seals, penguins, yeah. um, like all the like, creatures down there. Um, Oh, bro, man, you know what? Like, I'm so lucky that they made their TV show because when I came home, it was so hard to describe to people um, what it was like to be down there because I just have never imagined anything like 24-hour daylight, like no nighttime, no nighttime whatsoever. The sun just, it's the same the whole time you're there. And there's like, and there's no, and there's no bugs, there's no trees, there's no, so when you're, you know, when you're outside, it's just silence, like. That's crazy, you know, like. Bro. And you can't even think about that, bro. Like, you know, like even if you stepped outside now, you'll yeah. you'll still hear, you know, um, cicadas or the tree leaves rustling or you know, or, or like the sound of a of a light bulb, you know. But in Antarctica it's just silence, like Yeah, because yeah, yeah, well like I never thought about that. Because normally yeah. you know when you go to the bush and there's like nothing, yeah. you know? And at least you can hear Tui or you can hear Kiriru or you yeah. can hear any you know, a piwakawaka, you hear them around. Or you hear, you know, or you hear um, cicadas and things, but yeah, far out, man, like legit, like Antarctica, bro. nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah. And, and then, like, if, if, if it's windy, you might hear the wind, but other than that, like, nothing. I watched a little bit of it, and then there's this bit where you were just like, oh yeah, I can hear something, and it was the seal, like talking or some shit, and I was like, yeah, bro, yeah. they sound alien, eh? They're yeah. like, it's like, boo. Is that how aliens sound? <laughs> yeah. Do that again for us one time, brother. No, come, <laughs> on. come on, Algy, straight up. Like, uh, it was, you know, it was like, Choo! that sounds like my cousin Sionergy. 
That sounds like that one, brother. Far out. Oh man, that's mean. Bro, and like any other any other cra- what about the penguins, my bro? Did you like did Bro, this- so bro, do you know what? Antarctica is so cold that when we interviewed the scientists, bro, he had been outside for so long that his bogey had frozen. Like it was long, but like, out sticking out like that. And there's a bogey icicle, bro. And before we filmed, I was like, shit, how do we tell the bro to like <laughs> And like everyone everyone was like looking at each other and then just before the interview started, this like thing went across his nose and he went like that. And I was like, fast shot. Bro. But yeah, bro. Oh real. Well how bro, was it like a what kind of hoop was it? Was it just like a like a what a, a runny one and it just like froze? Yeah, bro, it just a runny one that went whoosh. Bro, and froze. That's dangerous, dude. Someone just gives you the diet, or you, in your mind, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, your plane bro. broke, man. I'm pretty sure this is the uh, starting of a uh, starting of a horror movie, G, where everybody eats <laughs> each other's bums when you <laughs> cut each other's butt cheeks off and eat them. You know? <laughs> Should we play that video no. again, bro? Then that Sunny Minaj one, G. <laughs> you would have been the first one uh, if you if they would have saw your video. If they would have saw that video, they'd be like, hey. The first one we're gonna cut up is Sonny because he's got that juicy butt. <laughs> he's got that juicy no no. No, bro. So what happened was that we were re- getting ready to leave, and then, um, bro, I you know, I, I I don't like talking shit about people in the in their profession, but the bro, bro, do it. The um, aircraft crew oh. of the American base in Antarctica, I think, is the most useless bunch of people I've ever heard of in my life okay so bro we had to so my plane getting down there was delayed because the plane that was about to leave antarctica so my plane getting down there needed a new part right all right and so they rang up the plane in antarctica and said hey can you bring the new part for this plane back in aotearoa and they're like yes we well it got delayed because that plane that was leaving with our part from antarctica broke down as well and so they had to ring america to send a part to Antarctica to then send it back fix to... that plane so oh. they could send that plane to bring the part for our plane in Aotearoa. So that was like freaking out of it. And then we hopped in our plane, you know, did the show and stuff. And then we're about to leave. And they said, oh, no, you're not leaving anymore. And I was like, what, what, why, what, what, what? And they're like, oh, the crew that was loading the plane backed the truck in too hard into the door and the door can't engage anymore so they so the crew have to fly back with masks you know in the planes like bing mask yeah so let's fly back with those masks bro because there was no oxygen going into the plane because the <sighs> plane because the door couldn't close so they flew the plane back fixed the plane in Christchurch and then flew it back again to take us home shit bro that's <sighs> yeah nah I'd be pissed off too yo I mean bro. sheesh it's bad enough you know they are the way they are right now, all the Americans. Yeah. But like, uh, <laughs> but I mean, shit, like that's crazy, bro. Bro, but you know, like, man, who backs in the truck too hard into the plane? No, it's a plane. It's not like uh, the corner of the garage. Yeah, bro, exactly. We're gonna like a little stump on the freaking side of the road. Like it's, it's huge, bro. bro it's huge. You, like it. Did you pull a hearty hucker algae when they were, when you found out the old <laughs> pull a ticket to new algae and just straight in the face. <laughs> Spit in their faces, you. Oh no, we got another radical Maori down here. <laughs> oh, all the way down here in Antarctica, <laughs> bloody hell! Oh shit, bro. 
and it's cool bro like your journey is fucking great bro like i was I like just just you know doing my research i was like damn bro this is a cool journey that i think a lot of people don't know bro mm. And, you, you know, bro. I know you are, you seem like a humble bro and you're just like, yeah, I don't really like get down with it. But like, but like going through it, I was like, far out, man. You've done a whole bunch in your life, bro. For as young as you are. Yeah, bro. It, but it's, it's legit because um, my mum and dad, bro, they're just the most amazing parents in the world. And, you know, without like their like, constant, constant support and encouragement, bro, like I don't think I would have, you know, ever amounted to anything. And then I'm just so lucky that I've had like amazing mentors and like who are all like real good fano of mine too, who have guided and um, like helped me, you know, achieve what I have. Because yeah, Dude, um, bringing it back to Tewiki, um, what do you think? Um, what and I know this is probably like a simple question, bro, and it's probably a simple answer as well. But a lot of people don't know why is it important to to New Zealand? Why not even not New Zealand? Why is it important to Aotearoa and to uh, the Tangata Whenua of, of of Aotearoa? Why is it important, bro? Um, I mean, there's I I could probably come up with a with a million reasons, but the main reason is because Tuvika Te Reo Māori is the only time Aotearoa as a nation um, recognizes Te Reo Māori, um, and it's also like a really important time. Like, you know, if you're, if you're considering, you know, starting a Maori language journey, like this is the best time to do it because there's just a whole bunch of things coming out left, right and center. Um, and, you know, and you're just kind of um, surrounded by the real, but yeah, Tewika Te Maori is so important because yeah, it's the only time in the year that we actually, as a country, recognize Te Reo Maori as, you know, the, the national language of New Zealand. What do you think uh, it's going, like, what are some points that you think that it's going in the right direction in terms of just us as a people? Not just, uh, not just Te Wiki or Te Reo Māori, just, just Te Reo Māori in general. Like, are there any, like, indicators that you're like, bro, this is why we're kind of improved? Yeah, bro. Well, um, you know, like, if you look at research, like, it shows you that, you know, where our Māori language speakers are growing and growing. Um, but also, like, you can just feel it, eh? Like, you can just feel that people are just much more positive and um, drawn to it. You know, like, we, we always hear that uh, Māori language courses are booked out because everyone wants to learn Māori and that, you know, like... And never happened before, you know? Exactly, bro. And exactly. And also, like, um, you know, like, the Prime Minister, for instance, gave her kid a Māori name. Like, you know, when have we ever, ever thought that the Prime Minister would recognise Te Reo as a found as a fundamental thing that makes you a New Zealander. Like, you know, like, so, uh, yeah, there's, there's all those indicators. And just, like, just as a personal thing, like, I just think you're just way cooler if you can speak Māori. Hey. Bro, when you sit on the pipeline, bro, and then you, like, because I, bro, my real is very, you know, I'm getting there. And, uh, you know, I know words and I know how to speak and speak to mm. my friends and how to do basics. But, like, you know, you sit, you sit at a tangiana or you sit you sit at a hui and you listen and then you just think, oh, I wish I could do that like that, you know? And, um, you know, and, and that's what's really cool about it. That, you know, you can now. Yeah, bro. As exactly. A, as, yeah. And it was hard to find too, like, how to, like, yeah, how to get. Another thing, bro, that I want to ask you, where, where do you think, and uh, bro, it's all been positive, G, and everything's good, but I mean, we don't want to get too negative, but where can we improve as a people 
in in Aotearoa, what do you think we could really improve uh, as a society, Aotearoa? Bro, my one thing would just be um, for more people to learn to speak it. You know, like, um, and I know that you know there's some raru-rarus around that. You know, because um, you know trying something new is always super super hard. But like, as someone who speaks Te Reo Māori, it's legit the easiest language I think in the world. Like, there's there's no hidden vowels. You don't say you know, comb different, you know, when, when it's spelt with a C, like, you know, like it's, it's the most easiest language in the world. And also like, I believe, bro, that um, if you can't speak Māori, then you haven't fully become a New Zealander. You know, because, because real Māori isn't just language for Māori people. It's language for anyone who's from Aotearoa. And that until you have a, 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 an understanding of Te Reo Māori, then you, um, you, you, you haven't fully understood what, who you are as a New Zealander of Aotearoa. Because it's part of your identity, bro. Like it's, yeah. you know, it's yours. It's your language. How do you, how do you feel about, uh, I know obviously with, uh, Reo being in schools and uh, things like that. How do you feel around uh, the progress towards being... Well, except, you know, like having having teachers that understand that te reo is important yeah. and things like that. What's your what's your what's your stance? Um, you know, I I, I definitely believe te reo Māori should be compulsory in schools. Eh? Like, I'd love it, but um, but 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 there's but there's so much building we got to do first. Like, you oh. know, we, we need to first build up the teaching capacity. Um. Probably need to figure out what type of real Māori you want to teach people because there's all these different dialects. But um, um, yeah. But I think a, I think a good start is that um, you know, it's just that for teachers just to make a just to make one one little effort. You know, maybe they just dedicate one hour a day or one day of the week to um, you know, learning something new about te reo. And, and I think that those small baby steps will soon amount to you know an, an overall success for to do because i think um i mean that's the base right is uh the next generation coming through and even yeah. doing small things you know like just uh, yeah i i did a uh i did a course on to uh and uh, with uh in the classrooms mm-hmm. and the lady said to me and this always pings me all the time said if you walk into a classroom and took a screenshot just take a take a take a one one photo and if you can't say that you can identify that as a as a as a classroom in in Aotearoa, and you've got yeah. then there's an issue, all right. And it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Bro. And then a lot of people think, you know, oh, I'll just put some things on the wall and just tokenism, chuck it up there, and then um, and then I'll be all right. But it's not just that, you know. It's more of the, you know, every day, uh, just little things like that that just like don't have in our vocabulary and a lot of our a lot of yeah. our Bro, and also like um but you know, um there's, there's so many resources out there now. Like there's this app called All Kupu that if you want to get free translations, you just write in whatever phrase you got in English, send it to them. Gotta gotta pay a few dollars, of course, but um they'll give you the free translation back and like you know, already that that's a that's that's an upgrade for any Facebook posts or um you know. Bro, there's a so, I've got an app G 
and you just like take, you just put your phone like you just put the image you put your camera up oh yes bring it over and it will tell you exactly what it is hey, the model it. yes bro yeah i know so you know te- i think technology's helped us out huge um and um you know hats off to all those innovative maori who have come up with all these great ideas to advance and um, support people to take on to te reo maori because yeah you know it's, this, it's making it easier and easier yeah and i think um i think just what well, we if, if somebody wanted to start their journey bro where would they go? Like, where, for somebody that has has zero background in te reo or any any te ao Māori doesn't know Jack, how do how do you reckon? Where's a where's a way they could go? Yo, I could I could go here to start. Um, Wananga? Yeah, bro. I guess for learning, um, I'd encourage them to search up um, te Wananga or Aotearoa or um, te Wananga or Rokawa because te Wananga or Rokawa they offer um, free online. Maori language courses and so you know online's always a bit more easier because you can do it in your own time but um yeah bro or even if you're in Fakatane ways or around Tauranga those ways um but um yeah see like and it's not that hard to find like and um, oh bro it's, it's you just type a Maori language course and I'm yeah but you find a billion. Um, bro, I had a I had a dude called uh, Josh Kirkley on, and he's a uh, he's a he's a TikTok dude too. He does the stars. He's at the Star Dome in uh, oh, Tamaki yeah. Makoto, and uh, bro, he he I had him on for Matsuriki to talk around um, just everything around the stars. He's the man. But anyway, he started his journey because he knew that he had to impart knowledge in uh, Te Reo for uh, our, our kura kaupapa and everything. So, you know, and it was, and I asked him and he said, man, I just got on and I was like, yo, I have to do this. And away he went. And I was so impressed with him, man. He was like, man. Bro, I reckon the Maori astrology is like one of the most ex- interesting and exciting things about the real way. Like, Bro, let's be honest. These motherfuckers were smarter than everybody else. Bro, know? legit. Like, Straight how did they up. travel, you know, the entire Pacific, probably more. Bro, just putting the hand in just the fucking looking water, at and the like, little... they put the hand in the water, and it's like, oh, that's warm. That means we have to go this way. I was like, God damn, nobody knows bro, that shit now. Bro, exactly. And do you know what? The, the, the one of the one of the biggest things is that like people always think that you know it was the Vikings or one of those more European ancestors that you know are the greatest voyagers. But five hundred years before the Vikings discovered Britannia, let's say. Um, Māori had already transversed most of the Pacific. Before any of these, any of Before these any. got their got their Hollywood movies, shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Moana was out there ages ago. Hearty. <laughs> bro, fuck, man. And speaking of that, bro, coming back to this, this is another one that I was meaning to t- touch on. Representation of Māori in media um, mm. has, has changed immensely since Jake the Musma. Yes, Straight bro. up, because when Jake the Musk came out, bro, that's how yo all Everybody my bros knew us. anywhere yeah. like, bro, you you know where this is? I'm like, yeah, I know where that is. But, oh, bro, you know it. What what are some things that have changed, and how has it changed from that point? Because before that point, what was the ability? Like, yeah, like you know, yeah, that's it, right? Yeah, bro. Well, um, it's it's funny. I've I've actually never seen Once We Warriors eh? like, brother. I can take you on a on a. Bro, next time you're in Auckland, G, let me know. 
I'll, I'll take you around, bro. I'll go, this is where the pub was. This is where Gracie was. This is where that. Anyway, because you're young, you're young, brother. Yeah, bro, yeah. But, um, but, um, cook you some eggs. I think, bro, it's because, um, you know, over the years we've just um, had people who have been able to kind of decolonize, you know, our mind. And, um, you know, that's a big word to use, but keep it um, up, brother. You're making my stream sound. Like legit with those words, my G. We've just, um, you know, we've, we've just got um, come to realize that, hey, this type of stuff, you know, kind of feeds that co- colonial idea of what Māori are. Aye. And that, you know, Māori were actually very peaceful. And um, we were just awesome Chilling. de-voyaging veggie growers, you know, who may maybe fought with each other now and then, but nothing really bad you know like um like we were we were quite a peaceful people it wasn't until colonization um you know that uh, you know that things kind of took a real bad turn and um and i think you know now that we're, we're starting to understand that narrative and starting to take hold of the narrative too um you know we can now tell our own stories and be like hey you know what i've got a i've got a princess for you disney yeah, her name's Moana. Oh, bro, have you seen Otsuji? Oh, I've seen that one scene. Oh, that church scene? One with the, the, church? The, the one that he puts the powder on his face and he goes, hey, I'm all part of the something. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one where he cut his head off in the church. Oh, <laughs> no. bro. See, like that was, I think that was, it's a great movie, don't get me wrong. But Utu was when everybody went, holy fuck. Like, like, holy jeez, these fucking savages. And, yeah, bro. And it was like, there was bits of it that were, I mean, around that time, that's what happened. Like, mm. you know, but I, you're on, bro, what you said, like, we were very peaceful people. And we didn't, like, if there was a fight, it would be, yo, there was protocols with that shit. You know? Yeah. And that's why we have all these, um, all these protocols in the marae and things like that. But I mean... Shit, man, like, yo, you should watch that movie, bro, if you ever get time. And, bro, you'll be like, holy. <laughs> bro, one time, yo, well, they showed that to us at, in class, bro. Oh, man, that would been a traumatic experience. Oh, for, not for me, G. I was like, yo. Because the first <laughs> scene, or in, well, some of the first scenes, is straight up this dude getting decapitated by this, getting his head chopped off with this putty, G. And I was just like, holy moly. And then you see my other, uh, the, the the uh, Pākehā uh, teacher at the back of the classroom. Oh, shit. <laughs> he did the right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, no. We're not going to watch this anymore. <laughs> mm. oh. Yeah, bro. Well, hey, well, that's the same with, like, Deadlands. Yeah. And, um... I mean, actually, I've never seen Deadlands. Oh, bro, it's a good TV show. You want to watch totally. it? Yeah, bro. It's made by the TV same... TV on the month. Oh, we, we do shout-outs all of a sudden. <laughs> right, hit it again, G. Go, hit it with it, brother. TV and on the month, team. Watch uh, Deadlands. <laughs> what time? Just make up one. On bro. demand. On the oh, oh. Uh, eight PM Mondays. <laughs> bro, that's a, that's an extra. That's some poutine in the pocket, my G. You got that? <laughs> oh, I'll I would do one, bro. But nobody nobody wants to hear me. <laughs> I'll, be like, I'll be like, oh, uh, bakery run, bro. Where's your best bakery, my G? Um. Oh, bakery. Not that one and fucking fielding, is it? No, no, no. Not that, oh, bro, uh, actually, there's a, bro, there was one good bakery in Philly. Is that, uh, I know the name of that one. Uh, is it uh, Rose or something? Nah, uh, Beresford. Beresford uh, Bakery? 
Beresford. Yeah, is it, is it owned by some... I don't know. Hanumanas? Yeah. <laughs> some what? Hanumanas. Hanumanas. You know? What's Hanumanas, Maji? No, Hanumana. Chinaman. Oh, oh. Did not know that, bro. You just could be hold me right there, my bro. Oh, could be hold, bro. Yeah, Hanumana. Yeah, brother. Hanumana. Um, oh, bro. But I, but I think in Titahi Bay, we have one of the best fish and chip shops there. Okay, okay. Speak to me, King. Yep, that's good. Titahi Bay... Actually, I don't know what it's called. I just, it's, it's next door to my house. Oh, oh. But it's called Titahi Bay Fisheries. Yeah, Titahi Bay Fisheries. And um, they make their own chips. Oh, okay. Don't, you can tell those ones, eh? Hand cut, bro. Hand oosh, cut. Oosh. Yeah. It's and those the ones fish. you know, eh? You know. Yeah. Go there and it's... I got them. Yeah, they're on. They're on. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, bro. The main thing, when you go to a ba- when you go to a bakery, what's your go to, mate? What do you go after? Mince and cheese pie. Oh, not the mince and cheese, G. Are you one of them? What about a steak and cheese? You're not a steak and cheese guy, bro. But sometimes they put like three meat in there and then like gravy. Oh uh, well, that's because you that's because you're getting those kaka pies from Italy Bay, mate. Oh, bro, but you know who, who has the best pies? Who? BP. BP has got some good ones. I'll give you that. Bro, the their experience. gourmet steak and cheese pie, bro. Gourmet steak and cheese pie. Oh, man. Their, their butter chicken is on too, man. Oh, their butter, bro. I used to buy the butter chicken pie like maybe once a month. Yeah. Actually, probably more than that. Twice a week. I mean, twice a fortnight. What about, what about the burgers, bro? Let's get, us, let's get us three burgers from the fish and chip shop, bro. What are you going with? Okay. Fish burger? Bro, there's a, bro there is this um, fish and chip shop in Palmerston North. It's yep. called Golden Takeaways. And if anyone knows Pumpstone off, you go to Golden Takeaways. Okay. You can get a $5 fish burger, bro. And they put like three fish in the burger. Ooh. What do you mean like three? Like stack them? Yeah. And then bun bun. I don't know, bro. That might be a bit of an overload for me, man. Probably. It's amazing. Anyway. Yeah. So if fish you had burger. To choose, hey, hold on, Sonny. If you had to choose steak burger, hamburger, or, 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 or uh, fish burger, bro, what are you going with? Fish burger. Alright, let's see what the chat's got on that shit. One for the fish, fish burger, two for the hamburger, three for the steak burger. I'll go with the steak burger. The steak burger is my jam. Like I'm, I'm with Oh, oh, oh. But, but bro, steak burger. Oh, come oh, on, people. Come on, people. Bro, bro but my, you know, that's steak my burger. That's right there. Hit it. Hit that 3B. Let's go. Come on. But, bro, steak burgers, bro. If the steak's not cooked good, it's going to be the most chewiest thing in the world. And you would have eaten the whole steak before you even eat the buns. That's true, too, because they're not, hey, it's a fish and chip shop. It's a fish and chip get, shop. They're not getting that good steak, man. Look at the good steak, bro. It's going to be chewy AF. Oh. And you know for a fact that that fish burger is going to be the most easiest thing in the world to eat. And it's just going to taste amazing. So, because you your work uh, with TV, bro, let's get into that for a little while, bro. Do you reckon, like, um, like like Maori television, who do a great job. They're awesome, bro. Do you think like the rise of that has has helped uh Te Reo in the general population much? Oh, totally, bro. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Is yeah. it because it's accessible? Because it's on? Like you can just bring it in? Because I mean, I gotta be honest. I don't know. I don't know many many Pakeha people that like are like yo. I can't wait to go home and watch. Willie Wairoa, hey, bro, <laughs> that dude is killing it, G. Like, let's just yeah, go on. Bro. I love that dude. He's a great guy, bro. And um, his new show, What a Beauty, oh. is like... <laughs> bro, did you watch the one, G? 
when he took when <laughs> when he 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 uh, trained his bro Ruben the hacker bro. Fuck. So oh, bro. Yeah, you know, Ruben's the dude from the cafe. Yes, 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 and, bro. I saw that. Bro, and he does. There's this one scene, eh? And he's like, oh, and he's like, I like to do the hacker, and he's like, go on then. And then he did it, and he goes, hey, you know, brother, don't ever do that again. Fuck, I cried, bro. Oh, man. But do you reckon, like, do, do you see that it's moving forwards with, or are we still kind of like, what's your what's your perspective on the content that's coming out on, on Māori television? And I know you might have your hands tied, I suppose, but are you, like, do you think it's, it's hitting? Yeah, bro. I mean, I think there are some, you know, probably that's catered to a smaller audience, but you know, I think um, content that's been created now, um, the more we make, the more creative and innovative we're getting. And mm. so, you know, um, probably content that was created a couple of years ago probably wouldn't, you know, probably wouldn't fly these days. But um, content that, that, we, that we make these days, I, I wholeheartedly believe that, you know, some of it is just, you're just like, wow. They came up with that, like Cask of Tears, you know, like yeah, yeah, you know, a song about funerals. I mean, a show about funerals, like that's clever. That's, that's very clever. What about like demographics? Do you think that there's a demographic that's kind of getting missed with um, or maybe age demographic that's getting missed with uh stuff on audio television? Probably not missed. Probably just that the content that's created probably isn't quite what they're after, you know. Yeah. Or that um, maybe that audience isn't in the kind of part of their life where they think te reo Māori, you know, is what they kind of look for in entertainment. Yeah. But, um, but you know, um, I think the Māori broadcasting sector is like killing, killing it. Because yeah. I think, like, killing it in a good way, just anybody that doesn't take that yeah. into content. So <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I think Māori, my, my personal opinion... I reckon Māori television is, is coming up with some of the most creative stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I, I believe, and, and no disrespect to, uh, to the other mainstream stuff, but it's very, like, stuck in the mud. Like, work for such and such, so we'll just do it again with a different person, you know? Bro, exactly. In the Māori broadcasting um, industry, that everyone has to work harder, you know, like because oh, yeah. we're not just making TV. We're, we're making, we're trying to save a language here. So, you know, like, um, yeah. Um, what about online stuff? What about I know on demand is a thing now. Do you see a lot of change in terms of viewership going to online rather than multi television and using, uh, uh, yeah, those things? Yeah, like bro. Instagram. Anything. Like yeah, brother. Anything that's on your phone eh, wins at the end of the day. You so miss- you know, if you can't if you can't get it on your phone, you just can't. You know, it, right? You're you're losing the losing the competition. Yeah. It, uh, do you feel that there's a bit of a pushback with some of the older heads that are like, nah, actually, let's just put it on multi television. Well, some bro, linear. Yeah, linear, linear. I learned, yeah, that, linear, word. Linear. I, I learned oh, that word hey, the last couple of weeks. Yeah, bro. Um, there's oh, there's obviously some pushback, but um, but the support outweighs that, you know, by heaps. Bro, just just to let you know, bro, the hamburger is winning right now by one point. Your fish burger, mate. Oh, come on, team. 28%. I don't know. Give us the fish burger. Filet of fishes? Where are my filet of fishes? Are you a, a, like, this is an important question. Are you a fan of the filet of fish, bro? 
bro, big fan. Over, I get a double. Bro, thank you, G. Me and you I, I are a like a dying breed, G. Bro, do you know what I get most disappointed at is that McDonald's sometimes doesn't give me two fillets when I buy. What is a double? A double fillet of fish. Are you, are you the dude that just shuts up or do you go back? What, which one are you? I just shut up and... <laughs> You're too nice, G. Oh, bro, you need to hang with me because you'll see me. Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> you seem like Very a legit. too nice guy, you know? Bro, no, I know, but, uh, you know. But, yeah. Oh, hey. What what is your go to uh, apart? So you know, like let's say, uh, let's go KFC, Maji. Are you a fan of the KFC? Not really, eh, bro. Ah. Like, I've never been a fan of KFC. Oh. Big, big, big fan of the filet fish. No, I guess Burger King is up there. Um, what else? Burger Fuel. Burger yeah. Fuel. Let's go out of uh, Burger Fuels. Yeah, let's go Burger Spots, eh? Burger Spots. Would you rather we'll go to the local the local fish and chips? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Local uh, fish and chips. What else have we got? We got the Maccas. Maccas. And, and... oh, bro, do kebabs. Ooh, Turkish. Okay. Bro, you're getting a bougie on. Yeah. That must have been that uh that, that Turkish haircut that you had, bro, back in the day. <laughs> that Turkish barbaji. All right. Let's go. We got four. There we go. We got four up. Where are we going? Uh, I, I'm not. A, I, I keep it local. G. I always go to my local shop if I can. But uh, I think it's just speed, eh, of McDonald's. You know. Just yeah. You just yep. get it and it's away. the same. Yeah. Like you know, like if you had McDonald's on Monday, it will taste the same on, on Friday. Where's the best burger you've ever had? You've the best the best burger you've ever ever had, my Bro, right, there's a place in Potty Door. Could... Not just in here. Oh, we're going Potty Door. Bro, legit. There's a place in Puridua. It's called Gorilla Barbecue. It's amazing. Like Gorilla, like Gorilla, Gorilla? No, like Grill. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's Grill a uh, Barbecue. Bro, are you a fan of the of the Chicken Shack in Puridua, bro? Bro, is that in um, yeah. Puridua East? It's the famous one. Bro, I've had their chicken wings. I've had their chicken good. wings. Very good. Very good. I've heard. I've got a lot of friends that are from... Uh, that are from... What do you do? Always tell me, Kevin's Creek. They always tell me, yo. Because I do an online uh, thing called the, the bakery run. I review bakery. That's why I asked. Oh, okay. I'll no, yeah. Over to you, G. Anyway, I don't know any good bakeries here in. There's today, none. Today. There's none. Yeah. There's none yeah. in the whole of Wellington. I'm just going to yeah. put it out there. Yep. None. I agree. Uh, so, like, what. Working right now with uh your mahi, what is your what is your everyday job like, bro? Like for for your mahi with uh te mangai pango paho, what what is it? Um, mostly, bro, it's just about um coming up with new ways on how we can best promote and revitalize te reo Māori, and it's the oh, I wake up very happy every day to, to go to mahi. Yeah, bro, and um, then the icing on the cake is that um. My beautiful partner um, also works in Māori language revitalization. And um, so, you know, coming home to a home full of love and passion for Te Reo Māori is a dream come true. It sounds like the perfect amalgamation. See, I'm using it. I got that James Cook education. Okay. Yeah, bro. I wasn't head boy like you, but I was. <laughs> I was a prefect. Okay. 
Okay. Well, and I didn't even know how, but I was. But uh, the amalgamation of everything to uh, to make make your mahi matter, you know. Yeah, bro, and um, yeah, and you know, I guess when the person you love does the same mahi that you love, it makes Gonna ultimate take... love. Oh, hold up. Love squared. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> shit, we're getting mathematical up in this bitch. Let's go. Oh, hell. Bro, what's the, what's the story with uh, Te Uru Weta, brother? Come on. I know you know that. <laughs> you know that, bro. No, 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 no. Because uh, since we're talking about uh, amalgamation, and we're talking about <laughs> loved being squared, G. Tell, come on, bro. Let the people know. Let's get the singles in there. Hit him with it, brother. You know, I don't know, eh? Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a new one for oh. me, I think, there, bro. Te Uru Weta. <laughs> that guy, I'm waiting hey, for your um, Te Uru Weta. <laughs> That's my impression of you, my G, and it's a good one. I'm not mocking. But yeah. No, thank you, bro. Te Uru Weta. The hot dick. No, it's the, it's the, um... the hot dick. Do you bro. know what da da means? Yep, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro, you've been awesome, G. Uh, let's get into some of these viewer questions, my bro. They'll pop up at the, at the bottom. But I'll hit you with them later on. Oh, let's have a look, actually. Um, bro, where are we going? Oh, we're pretty close on on the old local fish and chip shop. Got the seven. No one's a fan of the BK. BK's yeah, kind of I'd... fallen off, AG. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just... Tell you what, though. The app is next level. If you're hungry... Bro, I'm never... Oh, true. Okay. Bro, it hooks you up big time, bro. Yo, you oh, bro, hot, speaking though. of hungry, my, my dinner is almost ready. Oh, sorry, brother. We'll get into these. Uh... Oh, geez, that's a nice way of telling me to get fucked. Eh? <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> Straight up. All good. Yeah, fucking sweet. I didn't even want to talk to you anyway. Nah. nah. <laughs> uh, bloody hell, shit. All right, let's get into it. All right, Nortelica from uh, Kirikirirua says to me, uh, favorite topping on a sausage sizzle? My oh, bro. Tomato sauce and... Mustard. Oh, no, no onion. Uh yeah, okay. Tomato sauce. Oh, don't don't mustard. let me pressure you into the onion, bro. Don't be like, hey, no onion, bro. And you're like, eh, yeah. okay. You're not an onion fan on the on that one, or no? Nah? No, nah, I'll just get tomato sauce and mustard. Tomato okay. sauce, mustard. Yeah. All right, this is one that's from Navi, my my G from uh, Tamaki Makoto. He says, uh, oh no, he's from, sorry, he's from uh, Te Whanganui Atara. He says, uh, which nan makes the best stuffing at the marae, bro? Bro, my mum, honest to God, makes the best stuffing in the world. She puts a huge amount of butter and she breaks the bread with her hands. No matter if there's 500 people or 10 people. Wow. Bread broken with the hands. Bro, that would take so long. Yeah, Why don't you just use the blender, yeah, bro. Nah, that's the loving care that must be put into the stuffing. Oh, right. Um, let's have a look. Uh, bro, I don't know if you are into this, bro, but do you have a favorite anime, bro? Seven Deadly Sins. Oh, we're going on the anime yeah. buzz right now. Are you a big yeah, fan well, of the anime? Seven Deadly Sins. Um, I'm probably not a big fan. Like I, like I don't watch One Punch Man or Naruto or anything, but Seven Deadly Sins. And do you ever listen to the anime and you think like you catch up on some like real in there? Because you know it's like the, the pronunciation and stuff you're like, oh, mm. fuck. Mm. It is real similar, bro. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 
but I guess that's a no then, brother. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that just made me sound like a dumbass. All good. Fucking hell. Uh, Navi said, what would you think is the biggest drive for child poverty in Aotearoa, bro? The one thing. Ah, oh, man, that's a hard one. Um... Oh, and the housing crisis is one of them, bro. Yeah, let's say that, bro. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a big one. Is. You know, because yeah. hey, mom and dad got to work extra shifts just to pay the rent because the rent's yep. extra, and you know yep. they ain't buying a house because they ain't got no ain't got no deposit on no shit. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, bro. Exactly. And then exactly. all of a sudden, you know, old uh, little uh, little bro and little sis ain't going to school with no breakfast because we couldn't afford that shit. You no, know? right. I think uh, you know that's the, the real thing that, um, that really a lot of people forget. Eh? Is that when you're in your little bubble, not you, but in general, you know, when you're in your little bubble of your whanau, know, you kind of forget that other inhabits. Oh, right. I know you're hungry, bro. So I'm gonna hurry through these. Any comments oh, or thoughts so on the hahana uh, antics that blew up last week, bro? You know, bro. Um, for me. Um... I think it, I think there's lots of things you could talk about with it, but um, but the main thing is that you know, um, was it a provocative campaign that was um, that went too far too soon? Because you know, obviously we've all seen satire things before, and that um, you know, like, is there actually a wider conversation here about um, you know, are we too precious about our true you know and and also like and if we are too precious are we going to take you know push the boundaries around you know making te reo maori more of just a normal thing that we can just play around with like any old any other language you know if that was you and i know that that was an 18 year old little sunny there's a little haircut a little box thing going on this thing and they said hey listen i want you to say this would you with a little young little eighteen year old Sunday hanging out with J- John Key, would he have gone kahore or would he have gone okay shit? Hook me up with the bag. I think um, Sunny by himself, I would have been like, oh no, nah, bro, I'm gonna get you know smashed. But I think if I was with you know ten other bros and we all we all you know understood what was happening, um, we would have been like, yo. And also because we also would have understood that hey. We're going to start some good conversations after this, then. and it, I you know? mean that. I mean that was the byproduct from it, right? Exactly, bro. And you know, and and I wholeheartedly believe that we just created, you know, we that video created a thousand new Maori language advocates. So that's true. Yeah, shots to them. That's a very fun. Like, yeah. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> okay. Well, what was it like finding out about the person who faked his account? Oh, bro, I know. That was weird, eh? Oh, my gosh. What happened? I'm lost. Bro, so um, I found some people were messaging me saying, like, hey, um, not, not sure if you'll see this, but I think someone's copied your account and getting people to give them their credit details. And I was like, what? And I was like, oh, no, you know, that's fake, that's fake. And then I keep getting them, and then I found it, and then I sent it to my girlfriend, and I was like, hey, can you check this out for me? Because I, I was blocked. And she goes, oh, my gosh, someone's faked your account. And they're asking people to sign up and give their credit card details, and they'll and they'll be in to win ten thousand dollars. 
Oh. Yeah. My first reaction was, oh my God, I'm famous now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I was about to say that, bro. Like, you know, that's how you know. That's me. I'm in there. I'm in there. I know. <laughs> Oh man, um, what's the, uh, here's one from Nutalica again. What's the most out there story uh, behind a multi place name that you've heard? Bro, that one of the out, most out there ones is um, Pakuranga, yeah, in Auckland. Yeah, um, that story is based off these two fairy groups of people that had a battle because they were fighting over this chiefly woman, and so one of them called on the oh done this karakia um, to call on the sun rays to burn the opposing fairy tribe and then that fairy tribe called again on the sun rays to blow up the other tribe's mountain and that's where Pakuranga comes from Te Pakuranga Rahihi the, the explosion of the sun rays Jeez, look at you that was man yeah. I never have you done that one before or no? Not yet. Not okay. yet. Oh, okay. We get we get that exclusive. Yeah, 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 Exclusive. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, I know I know a person from Pakuranga that thinks he's from South Auckland. Oh, true. Yeah, but he's not. Pakuranga's East. Oh, okay. Very East Auckland. <laughs> okay. And uh, he thinks he's slick, saying he's from there. His name's Terrell. <laughs> Terrell, if you're if you're listening to this. Oh right. I know I know where you live, mate. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, two more questions, my bro. Uh, first one. How do the toilets work in Antarctica, bro? Very right, normal. so they, 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 they work normal, yeah. you know, like you just flush it and stuff, but then the, sh- the waste goes up into this filtration system that's above the base, and then there's all these little microbes that eat away at the shit and things to make it smaller so that we can package it up, chuck it outside to freeze, and then chuck it on a plane and send it back to New Zealand. Wow. Really? Yeah. All that yeah. for kaka? Sure. Yeah. But it's so they can make it smaller, so they can yeah, you know, yeah. shove more in and send it back. Mm. Oh, can't just put it in the put it in the water. Bro, well do you know what? Um you can't do anything. Like you have to you 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 can't pee outside, you can't you but know, throw you, rubbish outside. Yo, if you peed outside, would it just freeze me and you'll pee? Probably, like bro. Probably. One but bro, I had to pee in a pee in a bottle. You have to pee in a bottle. Oh. And if you want to take a shit, you have to shit in a bucket. Yo. Bro, <laughs> this sounds like a hearty marae up north. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like one of those ones in Takahe uh, or somewhere like that up yeah. north. Uh, and, and the last question, bro, because I know you're hungry and you want to go, my brother. Thank you, brother. Thank okay. you, brother. Is your go-to fakatoki, my bro? My go-to fakatoki is he tipuna o ano. He mokopuna o, nareira me mohio kitaku itzi. He tipuna o, nareira me mohio kitaku rahi. I am a descendant, so I must know my place in the world. But I am also an ancestor, so I must know the legacy that I leave. Brother, hey, I just want to say a massive thank you, my bro. Kia ora for coming on. Thank you, bro, Tim. I hope you enjoyed this. Bro, I loved it. Oh. Bro, I don't know how some of the stuff you found out. I don't know where on oh, earth you saw me. that. I do my research, brother. That's easy. You're an easy fella to find. Okay, you better you better check you better check your socials, my brother. Bro, I know, but I'm gonna I'm I'm go through my YouTube now and delete that video. No, don't ever do that, bro. That's a, that's a that's a of the past, mate. We need that's a time capsule of that. Oh, bro, let's bring that shit back up. I reckon. 
like just to go out with no no i wouldn't do that <laughs> uh but no i i really appreciate it and i um bro i am a fan of the mahi that you do and Thank just you, bringing it all together and helping our our, our rangatahi uh, uh, just coming through and I'm very, very thankful. So thank you, my bro. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much for um, having a having this corridor with me and giving me somewhere else to share my real Maori propaganda. Oh, bro, we didn't even <laughs> we didn't even tap the surface, man. We didn't even talk about the native acts of 1854, my G. Oh, dude. Okay. <laughs> no anyway brother uh i'll let you go normally we stay back for a bit of a corridor but bro, i'll let you go you want to have a thank you here. brother thank All you right. heaps Take thank care. you so much bro hey i hope you guys enjoyed that um yeah sunny's the man uh had a had a great conversation hope you guys enjoyed that uh he's he's the bro like i was um i was a little bit tentative i didn't want to be roasting the brother but um but hey you got to do what you got to do for the content you know what i'm saying but um, anyway, uh, to do what I got to do to uh, keep these things going is um, uh, you guys on Patreon keep me alive. So I just want to say a massive thanks to everybody that's um, all on the Patreon helping me out. Uh, if you do want to help me out uh, for as little as $2.50 American a month, um, patreon.com forward slash the Provise project always helps out. Uh, we're looking at getting a new setup, maybe even getting a studio and doing some live stuff, hopefully in the future. So um, every little bit helps. So uh, yeah, by all means, go over there, check it out. Even just go over and check it out. You do get exclusive content. You get every um, every podcast uh, live with the videos um, before anybody else does. So um, yeah, thank you everybody, and have a great day. And I'll see you on the next episode. Eh?